Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Via Williams. And I'm Wendy Papazian. Welcome to today's episode on the six simple steps to knock out debt. So welcome to January, guys. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday. And if you're like me, you probably went a little overboard with your holiday shopping this year. That's not typically like me. And I'm not sure exactly why I went overboard. Uh, Maybe it was some attempt to make a crappy year feel jollier. I'm not sure. But we did go a little bit overboard. And holiday debt aside, some of us are also probably struggling to make ends meet paid the bills and uh, maybe because your business didn't do well this year or you might even have lost your job. So whatever the case, we think that January is a wonderful time to be speaking about debt. And uh, you know, for some people, it's for a lot of people, it's a four-letter word, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so hopefully one of your New Year's resolutions, I mean, goals for 2021 will be to knock out, uh, knock out debt. Yeah, and uh, before we sort of get into the nitty-gritty and the six steps that we want to go over with you guys is we want to offer some perspective, wealth, and also debt in our country, in the United States. And I know we have listeners from around the world, uh, but the majority are in the United States. And so we want to uh, give that perspective to you guys. So according to the data, uh, Americans rank fourth in household wages worldwide. So out of all the countries, we are fourth in household wages. Uh, But then we rank much lower in median wealth, so net worth wealth, um, at only 22nd. Um, And the main reason is we have way more debt. Uh, We have way more debt. That you know yeah. that's so interesting with that because you know if you think about like an additional perspective to that it's on the income scale if you make minimum wage which equates to right now what like seven twenty five an hour or um, I think that's right around like fifteen thousand and eighty dollars. Did you a just year. do that math in your? Head, I did just do that in my head. No, Wendy wrote it out. You cheater. Um, but it sounded like good. you sound really good. It sounded really good. Thanks for ratting me out. <laughs> All right, I'm going to remember that for future episodes and I'm going to get you back. Um, (laughs) All right. But if you did make $15,080 a year, you would already be in the top 7.8% of income earners worldwide. That's... I mean, when I actually read that, thank you for writing that, Wendy. It was pretty astounding when I think about that because in America, we talk about that being unacceptable. So Mm, um, what what a perspective that gives us. Um, You know, so Americans really, when we look at us on a worldwide scale, we actually are rich. And we're rich beyond measure. And yet somehow at the end of every month, a lot of us end up behind. Well, guilty. I mean, not anymore. But, (laughs) um, you know, I think I am that poster child of what not to do. And, you know, I look back and and anytime I go to any financial training or I, I read any articles, I'm like, I am that bad example. I'm the bad example person because, you know, I got into real estate when I was about 30 and I started making a lot of money and I started spending a lot of money. And I realize now with the wisdom of, you know, retrospect and you know, just all the lessons you learn in life. I realize now, 20 years later, that I was just addicted to instant gratification. And mm. and I, I hadn't trained myself to have a delayed gratification. And I, I stacked up a bunch of debt. So when the downturn happened, um, you know, we were saddled with a lot of debt service. So a lot of our monthly, you know, 
output, right, was, you know, minimum payments. And then what, what started happening when that happened is they started calling the debt. So they would raise the minimum payments or they, mm-hmm. they would block our credit cards. And then the one time we probably legitimately should have had debt, we were locked out of access for debt, right? They, they mm-hmm. took away our, our limits. And so it, it almost caused us to declare bankruptcy uh, in 2010. Mm. Wow. We started feeling it in 2009. We got behind on our house payments and we were just scrambling. And um, by 2010, we were in trouble. I, nothing wrong. I think bankruptcy is a great solution for, for some people. It, it wasn't our path and it, it, it wasn't the, the route we chose to go. So I want to be clear that, you know, I think for some people, it's a good decision. And it wasn't the decision we wanted to make. So we, I always call it a DIY BK, you know, do it yourself bankruptcy. We sort of, mm. um, uh, you know, manually, I don't know the word, the expression, but we got ourselves out of debt. And so this is a, a I'm very passionate about this topic because the freedom and the anxiety and stress mm. that it, the freedom it's giving me, given me and the anxiety and stress that it's um, taken away from me. Mm. I cannot, I cannot stress enough if this is, a monkey on your back, if this is a burden, if this is a secret private burden, trust me and you're avoiding it, don't avoid it. it the, the one blessing you can give yourself in your life is to tackle this head on and to handle it and create a plan and come to someone like me or someone that's been through it if you're more comfortable with that and you know, have someone that you can be accountable to that can walk you through it with compassion, that understands, that's not going to judge you. Uh, you know, a lot of people get into this situation and, you know, it is what it is. We start today, right? And so that's, yep. that's an important message for me to share. And thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, yes. that's, that's really powerful. And I think a lot of people need to hear that. And at the end of the day, the world is conspiring for you to be in debt. It is. Yeah. You know, so it, yeah. it, it starts for a lot of people. It starts in college mm-hmm. where maybe they haven't had, you know, they got had no fiscal responsibility That's where it for me. in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they get, they, you get, you get bombarded with this, with this free money. And, and then we, there's a multi-billion yeah. dollar industry on, you know, you need to purchase a new car every year. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, every year oh. I get a letter from my Audi dealer that says, hey, trade up for the next yes. one. Get, get the yeah. new car. This the amount that. of like holiday ads that we saw back when, you know, like holiday ads were running were like crazy car ads. It was like, everybody needs a new car for Christmas. Yeah. It says, you know, and our society doesn't talk about debt. Like we don't learn. It's like you take finance, right? If you are a business major, you take finance, you take accounting, you do not take financial literacy or even um, wealth building or debt like conversations. None of that occurs. So that's why I love we're covering this today. Yeah. Or even how yeah, to even how to have a budget. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. I worked, I started working when I was 16. So worked all the way through until uh well now. <laughs> Uh, and, Are you still working? <laughs> yes, I am still working. Yeah, <laughs> but when when George and I got married, um, you know, we sat down and I was like, "So, how much debt do you have?" And uh, he was like, zero. And he's like, "How much debt do you have?" And I was like, "Well, like I had fifteen thousand dollars of debt when we first got married, mm-hmm. and that's a lot on a first married, sure. not making." money yet, like big money, you know, good money. Yeah. And the big difference is he's from Nigeria. And in Nigeria, they don't have credit cards. They don't mm-hmm. have access. They literally, it's a cash society still. 
Mm-hmm. And which means that you spend when you have it and you don't spend when you don't yeah. have it. And it was a big lesson for me of just how it was ingrained in me from 16 years old, like right when I turned 18, get the store credit card that I worked yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I was working for them and at the same time putting tons of clothes on, yeah. you know, tons of clothes on the credit card. And it was a big sort of um, hurdle when we first got married. And it's already hard when you first get married, yeah. you know, but to add that in. And I think that's a lot of st- people's stories. Yeah. is having debt coming into it because it is part of our society. It's an acceptable yes. part of our society. It's acceptable. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so today we're going to talk about if you do want to get rid of that fear and shame and all of those negative feelings that you have around your debt. I mean, today's the day, right? The yes. best time right. to, to get out of debt was 10 years ago. The second best time is absolutely today. Yes, and absolutely. so, you know, we're by, we're by no means here to tell you explicitly how to get out of debt, but this, right. will, this will send you on the right road. And um, the first one is one that doesn't get talked about very much. Uh, we, I think several of us have read The Psychology of Money, great book by Morgan, Morgan Housel. And in it, he talks a lot about how we think that money is about numbers, right? But really finance is about psychology. It's about mm-hmm. your feelings and how you were raised around money. And so really the first thing that you need to do is really think about how you feel about money. You know, how were yeah. you raised? You know, were were you raised to be a spender? Were you raised to be a saver? Do you have a, an abundance mentality? Do you have a scarcity mentality? What does money mean to you? And maybe even do some journaling and thinking about it, which I mean, who does that? Most people don't yes. ever do that. So, yep. so start yeah. with that. And then get your partner involved if you have one and ask them to do the, exactly the same thing. Um, a lot of us are in relationships where we were raised very differently about money. Yes. Yep. Very different feelings about it. And yep. we've never had the opportunity to have a great conversation about it. So that just was, go down that road a little bit. That was like a, a game changer, honestly, in our marriage because um, Nick was raised with a preacher and a teacher on very set salaries. So they had a set budget. You you know, you know know what you're going to make. You have a pension. You have retirements and 401ks. And I was raised by two entrepreneurs. So it was like, we either had windfalls of cash or we had a really bad year and we had nothing. And so it was this very like yo-yo income, you know, on the, you know, I mean, we're empire builders, right? Like we understand when income's high, high, low, low. And it created for me this feeling of like the best visual image I could give you is like a squirrel. Like I never felt secure around money because I felt like it could go away any second. Mm. And so when we first got married, Nick is like, well, we have a budget and we spend what we have and we don't what we don't, you know, and it's that, 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 and it's very systematic. And mine was like, no, no, we can never spend. We can only save because it might all go away someday. <laughs> yeah. And so he'd be like, I just want a sandwich out. Like, no, <laughs> it has to go the savings because I I literally lived with this fear. Not that my parents were like, you know, insane with their money, but I just I lived with this fear of understanding what it felt like when it went away. And I felt like I never wanted to have that experience as a married adult. And so um we for like seven years we battled with that, not really knowing how to how to communicate around it. Yeah, you know, Nick it was, was like, like, I just want a sandwich. Yeah, he was like, I just want a turkey sandwich. And I was like, no, no food for you. It's like the the uh, you know what's interesting that why he's so but, thin? Maybe <laughs> I've started. Well, they're both thin. So that's I mean, the secret. Let's be honest. That's that, we'll, we'll get that into the health true. episode. But like, it, it was a conversation around like, you know, just at, what's your relationship with money and some great counseling later. They really, the I'm going to spoiler alert on the advice and we'll get into this in the episode. But like, it was around like, 
you have to decide what amount of money saving for you will let you sleep at night. And it took me a good three or four months to come up with the number that like, when we hit that number, I will sleep and I'm not going to badger you over your sandwiches anymore and we're going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) We've, you know, fed each other ever since. But it was like, it really was a a stressor for money around the relationship. You know what's interesting, Seychelle, though? I grew up in the exact same way. Entrepreneur parents, feast or famine, same way. But my reaction was the opposite of yours. It was spend mm. it when you have it, which yeah. is weird. Like now yeah. listening to you, I'm like, that makes more sense. I don't know what my psychological makeup is that I didn't have that reaction. Where are you in the birth order? Where are you in the birth order? Kind of, I'm the oldest, kind of, kind kind of. oldest. Yeah. Kind of. I haven't... See, because yeah. m- my sibling has a different relationship with money. We have complete polar opposite relationships. Is she older or younger than you? Younger. She's younger. So well, I I, think, shel- I sheltered her from that. But I think sometimes you have siblings that mm-hmm. might like have different, you know what I mean? Like different mm-hmm. relationships sometimes mm-hmm. based on one sheltering from the other of what occurred. Well, and this is why we put that as step one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. Bo- you know, you're both sharing right now. You have a yeah. different psychology of money. You have different those similar patterns and where you were. Re- yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar upbringing in terms of jobs, but not similar upbringing in terms of how it was handled. Yeah. And so right. it impacts right. it impacts you. Yeah. So yeah. First, when you're wired, how you're wired, right? Exactly. So, mm-hmm. Exactly. So I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think which leads to step number two, which is around clarity. Um, and one mm-hmm. of my favorite uh, quotes on clarity is from Diane Furstenberg. Um, and she says, clarity is the most important thing. If you are not mm-hmm. clear, nothing is going to happen. You have to be clear. Then you have to be confident about your vision. And after that, you just have to put a lot of work in, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Being clear and having clarity. So step number two is get clarity around your financial situation and own it. You know, your choices got you here (laughs) um, and your choices are going to get you out of here, right? All of, in habits, really, right? Habits are, choices are around habits as well. Create, first step is to create a net worth statement. Understand where you're starting from, right? Everything you own. So your network statement is everything you own, which are your assets. And then you minus everything you owe, which is your debt or liabilities. So what are your assets? What are your debt? And really uh, dive into what, get clear around where you are right now. And the exciting part is the clarity that comes from knowing, okay, this is where I am. And a lot of Americans have negative net worth and that's okay. Because you then know, and then you know how to build it from there. And a big part of building net worth is paying off debt. So get clarity around where you are right now. Yep. And, and many that. will start, many of you guys will have negative net worth when you start measuring it. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it is really addicting, by the way, to keep tracking that and see it go from negative to positive. You're like, I have a net worth of a dollar. And it's like <laughs> actually exciting. <laughs> it, it is, is exciting. It is that exciting. is exciting. And well, that's what goes we to... We want to win. Let's go to step three, right? Which is win with your debt, which is create your debt payoff plan. Um, And your plan should include understanding where you are, right? And Via said it so beautifully, wherever you are, that's okay. Because that's just... That's honesty with yourself and with your finances to just know where you are. And I think so many people hide from it and put their head in the sand and don't look at it because it's easier to do that than to actually reconcile with it. And then the next part about that is to plan where you want to go, right? What's your goal and the habits and activities you need to do to achieve your goal? And you know the outcome is important, but really the habits are even more important. 
you know, so you want to think about um, like I remember Wendy J uh, mentioning one time that uh, he created a rule for himself that he had to let something sit in his Amazon cart for 24 hours before he purchased it, right? And I thought that was such a good um, lesson that he shared around like Amazon, and I actually took that and and went and did that too. Yeah, because um, I just... wish he still did it. He did it for sixty six <laughs> days, and then he stopped. Yeah, really changed his behavior. But oh, interesting. It was good. Um, yeah, I, when I, I started doing that. Yeah. There's, there's different plans that, that I've heard just to give some ideas around yes. this that I think are important. So like I know one, um, and, I, and I'm not, not sure who, uh, but I know one plan is like pay off your highest, in, your, your highest interest mm-hmm. credit card mm-hmm. first, right? Another plan might be just pay off your lowest amount to where you have that win and then mm-hmm. you, you know, and then the snowball effect. I think that's I think, Dave and I think that's effect. Dave Ramsey. Yeah, that is Dave yeah. Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. different yeah. ways of thinking, but come up with a plan on on how you're going to do it, and then implement that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So smart. Yeah. And before we move into step four, I just want to make a comment about this because I I find myself um, I end up coaching. I mean, I coach hundreds of people as part of my role and, and, you know, running businesses. And I find myself kind of, I guess, attracted to people that have had financial challenges. I think they hear me speak about it. I'm very open about speaking Mm -hmm. about it because I I know what that underlying sense of shame is like, I think. And so for whatever reason, I get a lot of people who are in that situation. And, And what's really important for me to share is that you don't take all of your money and put it into debt relief. You need Mm -hmm. to be saving reserves. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would argue, you guys, that your first domino is reserves. So here's an example. Uh, Someone comes to me and they have 10,000 in debt and they're taking every dollar they have and they're putting it in debt relief. And I'm like, okay, what do you have in your reserve fund? What do you have in savings? None. Well, that's a problem because the minute you have an issue, it's going to go, you're going to go into debt Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. So yeah. be sure that you're dividing up in the right percentage for you. We're not, we're not financial advisors, but I would argue, I mean, I would push back a little bit and say, I'd rather have you have 10,000 in the bank if you have 10,000 in debt, knowing you could pay it off, then really start attacking your debt. Maybe for you, the number is half of your debt. You know, whatever yeah. it is, yeah, just be sure you're not advice. taking yeah. all of it. Well, and, yeah. and that's why I think we're, we're not here to give you that debt payoff no. plan no. Uh, no. because they're, they're, mm. it, it's not something that it's we can cover in a, in a 30-minute podcast. Mm-hmm. And you have to find the one that and works with your psychology. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like yeah. for me, every time I listen to Dave Ramsey, I'm just like, I get why that it works for people. But to me, it makes no sense because mm-hmm. if you've got a, a credit card where you're paying 23% interest and then you've got this other little debt with you know 7% interest, it just, it just doesn't They're make sense same. to me. Yeah. But you know, you need well, to do you need to do you, you know. Well, and and we believe as empire builders that have built our empires in real estate, uh, uh, our psychology is around there is good debt. That's yeah. right. That mm-hmm. we believe will help you, you know, real estate being one of them, mm-hmm. mortgages. And so like that, that's a big portion as well, understanding mm-hmm. what is the difference in terms of can you get a return on it, right? Yeah. yeah. And looking at that. But our good debt is very balanced with good reserve policy. We yes, all right. have Absolutely. a very, very right. healthy outlook yes. on yes. having reserves yes. in place. Yes. And, so, and, and I would know. just, for those, for, for people who can't quite connect the dots on that, I would say that, you know, for most people, most Americans don't have $600 in the bank to pay for a right. car repair. Yeah. And so what happens if you don't have that reserve is that your car breaks down. Yeah. You have to put that on a credit card. Or maybe you don't have the money, or maybe you can't use your car for a while, and that just makes everything and that makes everything worse. And that includes having reserves for your business, for your home, mm. all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good. 
Well, let's go into number four. And I'm going to start number four with a story. Uh, Number four is create a budget and cut expenses where possible. And I think that my story is a little extreme. So I'm going to lay it on you. (laughs) Extreme via what? Extreme? Shocking. This is shocking. (laughs) It's just so surprising. I know. But you know, when when we say that, I know where you're going. You're like, okay, I can cut my grocery bill by 10%. I can, you know, I can cut out HBO Max or I can, you know, not watch Mandalorian this season and cut out Disney Plus. I know that's what you're thinking. Uh, What I I love Mandalorian. (laughs) I love Mandalorian. Yeah. Baby Yoda is life, really. Well, he's got a, I know. You know he's got a name now. He's, I know, because I'm caught up. With, yeah, I'm not going to say what it is, though. <laughs> I know we can't say it, because we might yeah. spoil it. But anyway, uh, it starts with a G. Okay, whoops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, back to me. Back to me. Um, you know, I when I kind of made my mental decision, and I, I kind of brought my husband, you know, it took a while to just get us both on the same page. We sold our house, and we, it was a beautiful home uh, in, a, in a very, very nice upscale neighborhood. And we sold it uh, in 2018. And what we saw was the peak of that particular cycle, which it was, by the way. We did, we did well. And we bought a 1988 original home in our same neighborhood. It was the lowest price house in our neighborhood. It literally, my house, everybody, backs up to the freeway. The 405 is my backyard. The fence on my backyard is a retaining wall for Interstate 405. But uh, we kept, kept us in our same neighborhood. It kept everyone, you know, my daughter in the same school. 1988 original. So for mica counters, mauve vertical blinds, china blue carpet in the bathroom, you name it. And we made a commitment that we would not go into debt to fix it up. So we didn't. But we lived in it for two and a half years in a 1988 original house with the original carpet and mm. all the stuff. And waited until we could afford to remodel the main floor cash. We are literally wrapping it up uh, now. And and in the next week, we will have a completed remodel. Zero debt from that remodel. Um, It's absolutely drop-dead beautiful. It's better, actually, than our old house. And the equity that we just gained instantaneously is incredible. And more importantly... Our mortgage payment is twenty five hundred, or is it three thousand lower? It is substantially lower than it was. Right, same neighborhood. I mean, it was a huge, huge move for us. So, when I say create a budget and cut expenses where possible, I mean it. it this might be the time for some of you to look at really, really major lifestyle changes, and you'll survive. Trust me, you'll survive. There will be tough days when you get home and you hate your house, <laughs> but but right now, today, in my beautifully remodeled new home, I I could cry. I'm so mm. happy. So. You know, I just wanted to share that. That's yes. awesome, indeed. So just to be, just to be clear, that is uh, Via sort of pulled a say a say and uh, shared a and little bit a about story, it, with, but no yeah, title. <laughs> yeah, but no. T- so what it what it was step for? Uh, so just it. to be clear, she said it. She said it. I, yeah, I know. Later on, but just to be yeah. clear, that is what step four is: create a yeah. budget and cut expenses. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you don't want to be house poor, right? Yes. You want to be house comfy. Yes. So let's yeah. let's come up with a plan that works for you and like. You know, I know, I know some of our listeners too are um, maybe earlier in their careers and looking to build their empire. And so I've shared on a previous episode, but like we just pooled all of our wedding gifts and returned them all and bought our first rental property with the down payment money that we had from our wedding gifts. So you can get creative with wherever you are, mm-hmm. like, and whatever your relationship with debt is, whether you're new in your career, whether you're at the peak of your career, whether you're on the downhill, there's never too late to get started with this. 
Yes. Yep. yep. Well, yeah. Which, and all those recurring charges, I like the people who cancel their credit cards every year so that mm-hmm. they kind of reassess all of those. They add up. And all of a sudden, yeah. that $10 a month, that $20, that $40 a month, you can be $500 a month that you're spending on things that you may not be using, except for Mandalorian Disney Plus. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. Well, That's so cutting more. expenses is the fastest way to make more money. Another way to make more money is to actually make more money, which is our <laughs> step number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you That's know, my she, favorite. <laughs> Well, when Jay and I and and when Jay and I were growing our wealth, I, I wasn't a real estate agent, and uh, I worked a government job, and we always had a side hustle. We both did, mm-hmm. and it's never been more easy in our world to actually have a side hustle than right. than it is right now. You know, in the gig economy, and so um, I know I I when I when I was a stay at home mom, I actually worked for a realtor. I would stuff their. Um, newsletters while my kids were sleeping. Jay was a book editor. I was actually a book editor as well. And and so some of those things, you know, he, he spent I think a year editing this one book, and you know, he got a paycheck for about ten thousand. So when the kids would go to sleep, he'd spend another hour or so doing that, and, uh, and that's available to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I I can mm-hmm. remember I had a uh, an operations person on my team. She was really struggling with her debt. And uh, we just walked her through everything. And we just said, hey, if you can make a little bit more money, right? Mm -hmm. A little bit more money, then this can happen for you. And so she ended up getting a job as like a front desk receptionist for our um, office for for like four hours a weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, literally wasn't... It was a couple hundred bucks a month is really what it amounted to. Too, but after but you know three months, yeah. she's got her six hundred dollar car repair. Yeah. And here's right? here's my comment. I love that. And here's my comment about that. What I love is she had the clarity and the discipline, Wendy, to take that extra money and know where to put mm-hmm. it. So I, I'm a little reluctant. Like I don't want everyone to have this mindset. Like, well, I can just I can just out earn this earn my way problem. Out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, these are habits that you need to change too. The order and, of the steps is important. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. And so if you are gonna like, I love this, of course. And you know that that couple hundred dollars a month is great, but. You know, she used that for debt relief. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to be crystal mm-hmm. yes. clear. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. other thing that I don't want to um, kind of gloss over is this idea of house hacking. So some of right. you are familiar with this, especially when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if you're not, you know, I have a, a really talented um, person on my team. She's our listing manager. Um, she's very frugal. She's, you know, kind of her net worth is growing. She's, you know, in her mid 20s and she house hacks. She just had a baby this year. She lives with her husband, her baby, and her best friend. And they all live in a three-bedroom house together. And that has allowed all of them to sort of have a win-win-win situation. And I get that's not for everyone. And yet for them, it makes a ton of sense. And, you know, for her, she's saving, you know, five, six hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And and that's actually how we, the Ajis, got paid off that Mm -hmm. debt when we first got married. Uh, we had, I had bought my first house, which was a four bedroom townhouse. And I'd rented out the three other rooms when I was single. And then when we got married and we were talking about how are we going to pay off this $15,000 of debt? Uh, we made the decision to continue renting out our basement, which is not what we wanted to do. We didn't mm-hmm. want to be first married with renter, like living with people. Yeah, of course. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, we lived with that three years. Um, and we were able to pay things off. We were able to get set up, you know, and so it's a great um, avenue to do it. The The other thing too is one of my favorite is also a lot of us have things we can sell that are just sitting around. Mm-hmm. That's right. And 
So, and we've done this whenever we want to do new projects or that we don't want to go into debt for. Um, you know, we've used that, but you can also use that to pay off debt. Um, you know, have that you're selling on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or whatever, um, and then add up the money and then pay that towards your debt. Or maybe that's your reserve, your first step, getting that reserve set up uh, to then pay off the debt. So, when I think getting, um, like as you get older, I think too, it's it's sometimes hard to go back, like where you feel like you shouldn't be going back a step and getting over the ego of that. And like, mm. I know at the bottom of the market, we had a, a townhome that we owned and the HOA dues were like three sixty five a month, but there was always a special assessment that would add another like thirty five hundred a year, you know. And so it's like we turn around and we're like seven thousand dollars a year, and I can't even see where it went. And so we we decided that like that was a train that was not just sustainable, and the appreciation of that property wasn't going to like benefit us long term. So we ended up selling it because we had to sell that in order to buy our next place. We sold it. We moved in with my parents for six months. You know, and contributed, you know, to their house, right? And paid for groceries and meals and stuff like that, saved up and then bought our next house, which has doubled in value over the last eight years, instead of that house, you know, maybe appreciating 10% over the last 10 years. So, you know, I would encourage you don't don't let your ego get in the way. If you need to take a step back to take a leap forward, it's okay. It's and I I guarantee you every we just all shared, every single one of us have done it. <laughs> yeah. There, there's no shame yep. in taking a step back to take a leap forward. Yeah, that's what Via did, right? Yeah. Now, step six, which is so critical to all things in life, and it's also critical to paying off debt, which is to make sure that you surround yourself. So enlist support, right? Make Mm -hmm. sure you surround yourself with people who want to support the new you. If all of your friends have a lot of debt and they have struggled paying that off, I would look around and make sure that you are, maybe you need new friends. Maybe you need people that are willing to make sacrifices and support you, that are willing to, instead of going out to dinner, are willing to come to your house and have a little cookout you know, to save money, mm-hmm. right? Um, the people that are telling you you need a new car or you deserve a new purse when you already are struggling uh, with debt are not friends right now. They, mm-hmm. they will hurt. They will hurt your. They will hurt you in this area of your life. Um, and so, just make sure that you surround yourself with uh, people that are helping you. Well, love- like you, lovely ladies. If I showed up <laughs> with my dream purse, which is a Chanel purse, by the way, if anyone's <laughs> listening and cares, um, if I showed up with my dream purse, you would kick my butt. Yes, you. Mm-hmm. you I'm We'd scared you of you. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm scared of you. So I mean that's and I have other friends who would applaud me and mm-hmm. and encourage that. And I am very, very aware of that. And by the way, both of them love me. You know, you guys yeah. love me. Yes. They love me too. It's just it's just you bring to the table what, what you bring to the table. We just love your you goals know. more than your purse. Well, exactly. And and, mm-hmm. and I think that just that shows us that the choices that we're making right now with how we spend our time and who we surround ourselves are literally determining our future. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Right? That's and right. I think that via, you know, our tribe that we mm-hmm. formed 5 years ago yeah. is literally what has a, is part of what, you know, and some of the other relationships that you have has literally changed your thinking mm-hmm. so that you are making different choices, right? Yeah. And it could have gone you could have continued on that same path. 100%. I mean, there's a 100% likelihood that that could have happened. Um, and of course, you took action and all of that. But you know the the people that we surround ourselves with today, and the things that you're putting in our brain today, are determining your future. Absolutely, yeah. That's right. right? Totally so, agree. 
Yeah. So anyway, today was awesome. Uh, I really loved this episode. Uh, I love talking about debt. And mm-hmm. we covered, you know, the six steps to, you know, simple, not simple, uh, to getting out of debt. And some highlights for me were this idea of um, you know, we didn't explicitly talk to talk about it, but this idea of like there's nothing better than buying your freedom, mm-hmm. right? Buying financial freedom. And that's kind yeah. of what we're talking about. Like to me, that amazing purse or a beautiful home or anything like that's not more valuable than than freedom. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about buying your freedom in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about how you know there's a lot of shame around yes. debt, um, and you know it's not our fault necessarily that we're in debt. You know we think it is, but there's a lot of forces. Uh, working to put us in debt, right? There's lots and lots of parts of our economy that want us to be in debt, so we shouldn't feel ashamed of it. Um, and then we really need to take action, which is you know figure out where you are, right? Yeah. That's the hard part. And I found that a lot of people actually feel after they do that net worth exercise, they're surprised at what their net worth is. It, yeah. It's actually better than what they think it is. You know, I find that a lot. Um, so there's that. And then we want to get our debt payoff plan, right? Dave Ramsey or whatever that looks like for you. Cut expenses wherever possible. And I love what Via said, which was, we don't necessarily need to you know, take away the small pleasures, but sometimes making a huge change, mm-hmm. like especially with your housing or maybe your car, yes. sell your car, yep. you know, sell yeah. your Mercedes and, and start yeah. driving a Volkswagen around and save 10... And, and you get... Ten thousand dollars, right, and pay off debt with that. Yeah, Um, and then a side hustle. Everyone can use a side hustle, and then of course the most important thing is enlisting that support. So, great episode today, guys. I've really enjoyed it, and uh, happy new year to everyone. And hopefully, you guys will uh, take some time and uh, create a plan and get out of debt for twenty twenty one. Yes, I hope so. Bye, guys. Bye. Happy New Year, y'all. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.